section thirty one of the world war this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world story volume fifteen the world war edited by horatio w dresser section thirty one the garibaldi take the col delana told in colonel peppino garibaldi's own words nineteen sixteen by lewis r freeman for many years italy had longed to extend her territory on the north through the trentino and on the east through trieste and along the coast of the adriatic partly to liberate her fellow-countrymen who lived in these regions partly to secure herself against an austrian invasion by holding the mountain passes and partly to gain complete control of the adriatic sea the war seemed to offer her an opportunity to satisfy her ambition and on may twenty three nineteen fifteen she entered the conflict on the site of the entente the following selection describes the capture of one of the austrian key positions in the Carnic alps and gives a graphic idea of the obstacles the italians were compelled to overcome in their advance through the mountains colonel garibaldi is a grandson of the famous italian patriot who was largely responsible for the liberation of italy from austrian rule in the middle of the last century the editor toward the middle of the short winter afternoon the gorge we had been following opened out into a narrow valley and straight over across the little lake which the road skirted reflected in the shimmering sheet of steaming water that the thaw was throwing out across the ice was a vivid white triangle of towering mountain a true granite alp among the splintered dolomites a fortress among cathedrals it was the outstanding the dominating feature in a panorama which i knew from my map was made up of the mountain chain along which wriggled the interlocked lines of the austro-italian battle-front plainly a peak with a personality i said to the officer at my side what is it called it's the call delana was the reply the mountain colonel peppino garibaldi took in a first attempt in galasio caetani the italio american mining engineer afterward blew up and captured completely it is one of the most important positions on our whole front for whichever side holds it not only effectually blocks the enemy's advance but has also an invaluable sally-port from which to launch his own we simply had to have it and it was taken in what was probably the only way humanly possible it's colonel garibaldi's headquarters by the way where we put up to-night and to-morrow perhaps you can get him to tell you the story by the light of a little spirit lamp and to the accompaniment of a steady drip of eaves and the rumble of distant avalanches of falling snow colonel garibaldi that evening told me the story in july i was given command of a battalion occupying a position at the foot of the col delana perhaps you saw from the lake as you came up the commanding position of this mountain if so you will understand its supreme importance to us whether for defensive or offensive purposes looking straight down the cordovol valley toward the plains of italy it not only furnished the austrians an incomparable observation post but also stood as an effectual barrier against any advance of our own toward the livin alongo valley and the important Pordoi pass we needed it imperatively for the safety of any line we established in this region and just as imperatively would we need it when we were ready to push the austrians back since it was just as important for the austrians to maintain possession of this great natural fortress as it was for us to take it away from them you will understand how it came about that the struggle for the col de lana was perhaps the bitterest that has yet been waged for any one point 
on the alpine front early in july under cover of our guns to the south and east the alpini streamed down from the kimbra di falzarego and sasso di stria which they had occupied shortly before and secured what was at first but a precarious foothold on the stony lower eastern slope of the col delana indeed it was little more than a toehold at first but the never-resting alpini soon dug themselves in and became firmly established it was to the command of this battalion of alpini that i came on the twelfth of july after being given to understand that my work was to be the taking of the col delana regardless of cost at that time the austrians who had appreciated the great importance of that mountain from the outset had us heavily outgunned while mining in the hard rock was too slow to make it worth while until some single position of crucial value hung in the balance so well i simply did the best i could under the circumstances the most i could do was to give my men as complete protection as possible while they were not fighting and this end was accomplished by establishing them in galleries cut out of the solid rock this was i believe the first time the gallery barracks now quite the rule at all exposed points were used on the italian front there was no other way in the beginning but to drive the enemy off the col delana trench by trench and this was the task i set myself to toward the end of july what made the task an almost prohibitive one was the fact that the austrian guns from corte and Schertz, which we were in no position to reduce to silence were able to rake us unmercifully every move we made during the next nine months was carried out under their fire and there is no use in denying that we suffered heavily i used no more men than i could possibly help using and the higher command was very generous in the matter of reserves and even in increasing the strength of the force at my disposal as we gradually got more room to work in by the end of october my original command of a battalion had been increased largely the austrians made a brave and skilful defence but the steady pressure we were bringing to bear on them gradually forced them back up the mountain by the first week in november we were in possession of three sides of the mountain while the austrians held the fourth side and but most important of all the summit the latter presented a sheer wall of rock more than two hundred metres high to us from any direction we were able to approach it and on the crest of this cliff the only point exposed to our artillery fire the enemy had a cunningly concealed machine-gun post served by fourteen men back and behind under shelter in a rock gallery was a reserve of two hundred men who were expected to remain safely under cover during a bombardment and then sally forth to repel any infantry attack that might follow it the handful in the machine-gun post it was calculated would be sufficient and more than sufficient to keep us from scaling the cliff before their reserves came up to support them and so they would have been if there had been only an infantry attack to reckon with it failed to allow sufficiently however for the weight of the artillery we were bringing up and the skill of our gunners the apparent impregnability of the position was really its undoing this cunningly conceived plan of defence i had managed to get a pretty accurate idea of no matter how and i laid my own plans accordingly all the guns i could get hold of i had in place in positions most favourable for concentrating on the real key to the summit the exposed machine-gun post on the crown of the cliff with the idea if possible of destroying men and guns completely or failing in that at least to render it untenable for the reserves who would try to rally to its defence we had the position ranged to an inch and so fortunately lost no time in feeling for it this with the surprise incident to it was perhaps the principal element in our success for the plan at least so far as taking the summit was concerned worked out quite as perfectly in action as upon paper that is the great satisfaction of working with the alpino 
by the way he is so sure so dependable that the human fallibility element in a plan always the most uncertain quantity is practically eliminated it is almost certain that our sudden gust of concentrated gunfire snuffed out the lives of all the men in the machine-gun post before they had time to send word of our developing infantry attack to the reserves in the gallery below at any rate these latter made no attempt whatever to swarm up to the defence of the crest even after our artillery fire ceased the consequence was that the one hundred and twenty alpini i sent to scale the cliff reached the top with only three casualties these probably caused by rolling rocks or flying rock fragments the austrians in their big funk hole were taken completely by surprise and one hundred and thirty of them fell prisoners to considerably less than that number of italians the rest of the two hundred escaped or were killed in their flight so far it was so good but unfortunately taking the summit and holding it were two entirely different matters no sooner did the austrians discover what had happened than they opened on the summit with all their available artillery we have since ascertained that the fire of one hundred and twenty guns was concentrated upon a space of one hundred by one hundred and fifty metres which offered the only approach to cover that the barren summit afforded fifty of my men finding shelter in the lee of rocky ledges remained right out on the summit the others crept over the edge of the cliff and held on by their fingers and toes not a man of them sought safety by flight though a retirement would have been quite justified considering what a hell the austrians guns were making of the summit the enemy counter-attacked at nightfall but despite superior numbers and the almost complete exhaustion of that little band of alpini heroes they were able to retake only a half of the summit here at a ten metres high ridge which roughly bisects the kaima the alpini held the austrians and here in turn the latter held the reinforcements which i was finally able to send to the alpini's aid they are exposed to the fire of the guns of either side and so comparatively safe from both a line was established from which there seemed little probability that one combatant could drive the other at least without a radical change from the methods so far employed the idea of blowing up positions that cannot be taken otherwise is by no means a new one probably it dates back almost as far as the invention of gunpowder itself doubtless if we only knew of them there have been attempts to mine the great wall of china it was therefore only natural that when the austrians had us held up before our position it was vitally necessary we should have we should begin to consider the possibility of mining it as the only alternative the conception of the plan did not necessarily originate in the mind of any one individual however many have laid claim to it it was the inevitable thing if we were not going to abandon striving for our objective but while there was nothing new in the idea of the mine itself in carrying out an engineering operation of such magnitude at so great an altitude and from a position constantly exposed to intense artillery fire there were presented many problems quite without precedent it was these problems which gave us pause but finally despite the prospect of difficulties which we fully realized might at any time become prohibitive it was decided to make the attempt to blow up that portion of the summit of the col de lana still held by the enemy the choice of the engineer for the work was a singularly fortunate one glacio caetani he is the son of the duke of Sermonetta, had operated as a mining engineer in the american west for a number of years previous to the war and the practical experience gained in california and alaska was invaluable preparation for the great task now set for him his ready resource and great personal courage were also incalculable assets as an instance of the latter i could tell you how to permit him to make certain imperative observations he allowed himself to be lowered over the side of a sheer cliff at a point only partially protected from the enemy's fire well the tunnel was started about the middle of january nineteen sixteen some of my men italians who had hurried home to fight for their country when the war started had had some previous experience 
with hand and machine drills in the mines of colorado and british columbia but the most of our labor had to gain its experience as the work progressed considering this as well as the difficulty of bringing up material to say nothing of food and munitions we made very good progress the worst thing about it all was the fact that it had to be done under the incessant fire of the austrian artillery i provided for the men as best i could by putting them in galleries where they were at least able to get their rest in comparative safety my own headquarters were in a little shed in the lee of a big rock when the enemy finally found out what we were up to they celebrated their discovery by a steady bombardment which lasted for fourteen days without interruption during a certain forty-two hours of that fortnight there was by actual count an average of thirty-eight shells a minute exploding on our little position with all the protection it was possible to provide the strain became such that i found it advisable to change the battalion holding our portion of the summit every week did i have any respite myself well hardly or rather not until i had to we were constantly confronted with new and perplexing problems things which no one had ever been called upon to solve before most of them in connection with transportation how we contrived to surmount one of these i shall never forget the austrians had performed a brave and audacious feat in emplacing one of their batteries at a certain point the fire from which threatened to make our position absolutely untenable the location of this battery was so cunningly chosen that not one of our guns could reach it and yet we had to silence it and for good if we were going to go on with our work the only point from which we could fire upon these destructive guns was so exposed that any artillery we might be able to mount there could only count on the shortest shrift under the fire of the hundred or more heavies that the austrians would be able to concentrate upon it and yet i figured well employed these few minutes might prove enough to do the work in as there was no other alternative i decided to chance it and then there arose another difficulty the smallest gun that would stand a chance of doing the job cut out for it weighed one hundred and twenty kilos about two hundred and sixty-five pounds this just for the gun alone with all detachable parts removed but the point where the gun was to be mounted was so exposed that there was no chance of rigging up a cable way while the incline was so steep and rough that it was out of the question to try to drag it up with ropes just as we were on the verge of giving up in despair one of the alpini a man of herculean frame who had made his living in peacetime by breaking chains on his chest and performing other feats of strength came and suggested that he be allowed to carry the gun up on his shoulder grasping at a straw i let him indulge in a few practice manoeuvres but these only showed that while the young samson could shoulder and trot off with the gun without great effort the task of lifting himself and his burden from foothold to foothold in the crumbling rock of the seventy-degree slope was too much for him but out of this failure there came a new idea why not let my strong man simply support the weight of the gun on his shoulder acting as a sort of ambulant gun carriage so to speak while a line of men pulled him along with a rope we rigged up a harness to equalize the pull on the broad back and with the aid of sixteen ordinary men the feat was accomplished without a hitch i am sorry to say however that poor samson was laid up for a spell with racked muscles the gun with the necessary parts and munition was taken up in the night and at daybreak it was set up and ready for action it fired just forty shots before the austrian heavies blew it and all but one or two of its brave crew to pieces with a rain of high explosive but it had done its work and done it well the sacrifice was not in vain the troublesome austrian battery was put so completely out of action that the enemy never thought it worth while to re-emplace it that is just a sample of the fantastic things we were doing all of the three months that we drove the tunnel under the summit of the cold Talana. the last few weeks were further enlivened by the knowledge that the austrians were countermining against us once they drove so near that we could feel the jar of their drills but they exploded their mine just a few metres short of where it would have upset us for good and for all 
all the time work went on until on the seventeenth of april the mine was finished charged and tamped that night while every gun we could bring to bear rain shell upon the austrian position it was exploded a crater one hundred and fifty feet in diameter and sixty feet deep engulfed the ridge the enemy had occupied and this our waiting alpini rushed and firmly held feeble austrian counter-attacks were easily repulsed and the caldelana was at last completely in italian hands in the autumn of nineteen seventeen the teuton army broke through the flank of the italian forces that were threatening trieste and drove deep into the plains of italy undoing at a blow the gains the italians had spent nearly two and a half years and countless lives to gain and capturing a vast booty of prisoners and supplies End of section thirty one